ंगलेजिंग for anyone who wants to practice dhyana yoga in the current times extremely difficult but yes there are exceptions and there are some people some yogis who still practice ashtanga yoga going to the himalayas and deep into the forest and they have completely renounced and they have amazing mystic powers so very rarely these uh, great souls are seen to the normal eyes but yes during uh, kumbha mela and such great events historic events these people assemble but now why do these people do dhyana yoga what is the ultimate purpose of dhyana yoga and what is the process of dhyana yoga krishna has explained that how there are situations even in dhyana yoga or any path of yoga there will be challenges and in the last session we discussed that how when we begin doing something a great work it generally has to go through four phases okay battery is low it has to go through four phases and what are those four phases we discuss that how when we start something initially there will be a situation where it is hopeless defeat the first phase is hopeless defeat moment there is a temptation your resolve to go ahead will be broken immediately right and as you practice then you go to the next stage that is struggle and defeat so it's not that hopeless defeat you actually struggle you are actually trying to not get defeated in that endeavor but then gradually with lot of effort you still fail but you at least try that is struggle and defeat and the third phase is struggle and victory you struggle a lot there is a lot of challenge but then you become victorious in that endeavor and then you become so perfect with lot of practice you reach the fourth stage and that fourth stage is effortless victory so in this path of spiritual life also we will undergo these four stages right now we are either in the second or the third stage where we are either struggling and getting defeated in our endeavors in our path of krishna consciousness or there is sometimes struggle and victory we are trying to overcome some temptations and sometimes we are victorious also right so these kind of things are happening with us but there are many benefits that a yogi experiences when he gets higher and higher and that is what krishna is going to explain in today's verses that how a yogi when he practices dhyana yoga 
what kind of a joy that he is going to experience. So let's understand that in today's verse. So Uma Shankar, you can unmute yourself. We have Vinamata Ji also who joined us now. We have Vinod yes, Ji also you. joining us on YouTube. Okay, great. So let's chant this very beautiful verse and that is verse number 28. Okay, so let me take my Bhagavad Gita so that I can... Sometimes the spellings, the Balram font goes little crazy. So please excuse me for that. But you can listen to my sound vibrations and you can try to repeat. Okay, verse number 28. Yunjan evam sadatmanam Yunjan evam sadatmanam Yogi vigata kalmashaha Yogi vigata kalmashaha Sukhena brahma sarpa samsparsham Sukhena brahma samsparsham Atyantam sukamashnute Let's do this once again. Yunjan evam sadatmanam. Yogi vigata kalmashaha. Sukhena brahma samsparsham. Atyantam sukamashnute. Wonderful. Please read the translation. Thus the self-controlled yogi constantly engaged in yoga practice becomes free from all material contamination and achieves the highest stage of perfection, happiness in transcendental loving to the Lord. Hare Krishna Prabhupada. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. So, very interesting. Yunjan evam sadatmanam yogi vigata kalmashaha. Vigata kalmashaha. All the kalmashaha is vigataha, is all gone, is free from all the kalmashaha. And in just such case, what happens is sukhena brahma samsparsham atyandam sukhamashnude. He experiences great joy. So, let us understand this one by one. Vigata kalmashaha. What is the kalmashaha? So basically, when we advance in our Krishna consciousness or a yogi, when he does this dhyana, what is this dhyana offering this yogi? So what it offers is, it makes him free from the rajoguna. Now, when rajoguna is completely fades away from a yogi's heart, that means, what it indicates? No Rajoguna means, no Kama, no Kroda, no lust and no anger. Because the action or the result of having Rajoguna is Kama and Kroda. Kama Esha, Kroda Esha, Rajoguna Samudbhavaha. Is it not? Mahashano Mahapapa. Where is this Kama and Kroda coming from? It is coming from Rajoguna, you see. So, what is happening is when you practice Dhyana Yoga, Rajoguna is reducing. The effect of Rajoguna on you is fading away and resulting into you becoming free from lust and anger. You see how important. 
and very nicely krishna is saying that these people when they become free a yogi when he becomes free from this rajoguna lust and anger he becomes happy now normal people like all of us we do everything so that we get happiness we are trying to become happy we run behind happiness but for a yogi happiness runs behind him that sukha that joy runs behind him he does not have to run behind happiness because he has reached that state his very existence has become very blissful his happiness is not dependent on anything external you see so he is so self sufficient that all the happiness that he is experiencing is within himself because he is in connection with the lord that connection is there that yoga so why that what is that yoga samsparsham brahma samsparsham krishna is saying here it's not an ordinary thing right it's not an ordinary thing we all come across some sparsha sparsha means touch right sparsha means touch now we all come in contact with so many things and through this sparsha we acquire knowledge what is that knowledge when we touch a certain object we get to know whether it is uh, hot or cold how do we know whether something is hot or cold because of sparsha sparsha actually helps us whether to identify whether an object or anything is hot or cold not just that you know sometimes uh, we also see in the lifts and sometimes in the railway bogies and everything for the blind people they can't read so what do they have they have that uh, what is that called anyone knows you know that called as braille braille lipi ah braille right so braille lipi they touch on that and they get to know what the seat number and everything so how sparsha by sparsha they are getting to know they are getting the knowledge so sparsha is very important now sparsha is not just a physical sparsha there is also mental sparsha and that is also very dangerous sometimes it is good if you are in contact with the right person that's why krishna said right jhayato vishayan pumsaha sangasteshu pajayate sangasanjayate kama kama krodo bijayate what is happening you see jhayato vishayan pumsaha sangasteshu pajayate sangasanga means in other terms sparsha you see when you are coming in contact you are constant contemplating on a specific thing that means what you are coming you are sparsha you are having a sparsha with that uh, particular object or a thought mentally that will also affect you jhayato vishayan punsa sangasteshu jayate sangat sanjayate kamah when you come in contact with that kamat krodo bijayate this will give rise to kama and krodha that's why when uh, mother sita and uh, lord rama they were all in the exile you know lakshmana they were in the exile and they were going into the forest mother sita once asked lord rama you have given up everything the kingdom family and we are all here in the forest now even in the forest when you have worn these uh, loin cloths you have given up everything why do you have to carry this bow and arrow always with you because you are contacting with this bow and arrow all the time why do you have to have this contact with bow and arrow all the time 
He's asking this question because Parsha is happening, right? And as long as that Parsha is there, it will affect. If you say that you are going to still going to kill someone, when you have given up everything, why you have to carry all this? Of course, Lord Rama, he says that I am using this only to reduce the Bhubhara. I am going to reduce the burden of the earth. That's why I am using this bow and arrow. Otherwise, I have no duty to use this bow and arrow. So, the point here is, Parsha is so important. Mother Sita notes this and she is making this point. And the mental Parsha is also there. Like Bharat Maharaj. We have heard about Bharat Maharaj in the Srimad Bhagavatam. That how Bharat Maharaj, although such a great personality, such a great king, he gave up everything, his kingdom, and he went to the forest doing meditation, Dhyana Yoga. And there he comes across this small baby fawn, this deer which was pregnant and she, it delivered the fawn in the river because of the fear of the tiger. And then she died. Now Bharat Maharaj thought, okay, it is my duty to take care of this deer. And he got attached to this small deer. Where is deer? this deer? It ate or not? It drank or not? I should take care of it. And he became what? Absorbed in the thought of this deer. And that resulted in what? Him becoming a deer in the next life. Such a great loss. Such a great yogi. But mistake happened and then he had to become a deer in his next life. So it's very very dangerous. But why I am saying is this. Sparsha is there. We all do some sparsha, we all need some sparsha. But Krishna here he is talking about Brahma sparsha. You see, Krishna is talking about a very special type of sparsha. This is a divine sparsha that the Lord is offering to the yogi. Now we all have seen the deities the, in the temples. Now, the deities are not ordinary. The deities are actually Swayam Bhagwan. There is no difference between the deity and the Lord. So, when the Pujari is actually going and touching the uh, deity of the Lord, he is actually coming in contact. He is doing sparsha to the Lord. And just by doing that, they become purified. Every time the Pujari is going and touching the deities of the Lord in the temple, he is getting purified. He is more and more becoming sattvic and the Rajaguna is taken care of. Automatically it is fading away. He is becoming a great devotee by this process of purification. Coming in contact. He is touching the deity of the Lord. Now just imagine this yogi is being offered this kind of parsha within his consciousness by the Lord. So Lord is offering his parsha within himself, within that yogi's heart. Now you can touch me. And that yogi getting that divine sparsha, Brahma sparsha, what is happening to him? Atyantikam sukham. Atyantikam. This is not an ordinary sukha. It is what type of sukha? It is Atyantikam sukham. It is unlimited bliss, unlimited happiness. So generally, we have experienced in this material world, happiness is followed by Distress. Distress is followed by happiness. Sukha is followed by Dukkha. Dukkha is followed by Sukha. That's why there is a very, uh, you know, a saying, a nice saying. It says that Sukhasya Anantaram Dukam, Dukhasya Anantaram Sukham. Sukhasya Anantaram Dukam, 
Dukasya anantaram sukham. So, when there is sukha, very soon you will experience dukha. And when you are experiencing dukha, very soon you will experience also sukha. And people in this world, when they have this knowledge that yes, if I do this particular activity, I may get some sukha, but they know that later it is going to give them that dukha, in spite of knowing that this activity will give me, this action will give me dukkha in the future, they are still ready to do that activity because, oh, at least now I am going to have some fun. At least now I am going to be happy. Let me enjoy this. Dukkha later, later, no problem. But at least now I will enjoy. So, people, if even in spite of knowing that Dukkha is going to follow, if they are ready to perform actions for little Sukha, now imagine a yogi when he knows that he is going to get some sukha which is not followed by any dukkha. Sukha is only followed by sukha. Why will he not do that? Isn't it? Why we should not go for such sukha when it is only followed by sukha and no dukkha? That is Brahma Svarsham. This is Brahma Sukha. Where their sukha is not followed by dukkha. This is the speciality. And this is what Krishna is offering all of us. He is telling us, if you can follow these instructions of mine, then you will experience a happiness that is not followed by Dukkha. Isn't it? So, this is intelligence. This is what is intelligence. So, this Brahma Sokyam is not a theoretical knowledge. We may get it little bit by reading Bhagavad Gita, but you have to experience for that practical devotional services required. Because you may read about a book of a person who has uh, uh, climbed the Himalayas. Oh, at this particular height, he experienced this kind of joy. At the peak, he experienced this particular joy. All these things you may read in a book and you may get some pleasure out of reading that. Oh, yes, that's a wonderful experience, you know. Just by reading, you have got some happiness. But have you got that experience of actually climbing the Himalayas? No. That only a person who has climbed, only he can experience that. Only he has the experience. So similarly, Brahma Saukyam, we can only discuss and talk about it. But unless you really experience it by yourself, you will not get the taste, actual taste. You may understand and you become happy. Ah, yes, it is possible. But you should experience it. The taste of the pudding is in eating, right? We always hear this. So you have to experience for that practical devotional service is required. So this is not bookish knowledge. Bhagavad Gita is not simply some bookish knowledge. It is saying you, you can experience provided you understand the principles of the Bhagavad Gita and execute them. Right? So this is what Krishna is saying here in this particular verse. So let's see what Krishna has to say in the next verse. So Kaushik, you can unmute yourself and let's stand the next verse that is 29th verse sure. okay sarva bhutastam atmanam sarva bhutani chatmani sarva bhutani chatmani ikshate yoga yuktatma Shikshate Yuga Yuktatma Sarvatra Samadarshana 
ಇಕ್ಷತೆ ಯೋಗ ಯುಕ್ತಾತ್ಮಾದರ್ಶನ ಕೃಷ್ಣ He is present in every atom, every living entity, Sarvabhutastam. So, when he is present in everything, every living entity, he is also saying Sarvabhutanichatmani. It means that every living entity is dependent on me. We should understand this fact that we are always dependent on Krishna for our existence. without krishna we do not have an independent existence we are part and parcels of krishna that means we are actually supposed to depend on krishna sarvabhutani chatmani that is our constitutional position we are supposed to be dependent on krishna so a yogi what is happening ikshate yoga yuktaatma ikshate means to see so what is yogi doing now a yogi is actually seeing that this parmatma which is in my friend which is in my son or a daughter mother father husband wife aunt elephant any anybody and everybody wherever anybody is existing the supreme lord parmatma is existing and that supreme lord parmatma is the same in every atom it's not that some different parmatma is there for different living entities no 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 it is not like that and it is only foolish to think that oh this grass this blade of grass is so small you know the grass is so small and it exhibits only little power so the parmatma within the grass is less powerful than the parmatma within my heart because i can do so many things it's not that the parmatma within the butterfly is less powerful than the parmatma within you there is no difference between the parmatma within a elephant or the parmatma within the ant or a butterfly and the parmatma within you the parmatma is all powerful in every living entity so there is no difference as such and this is the aishwarya of the lord this is an opulence of the lord 
to be present with each and every living entity is a very great opulence. You just see, if I am here, I can only talk to some people which are, which are around me. Now, I cannot have access to any of my other family members. That's a limitation. That limitation is with all of us. We can be present with somebody at a given point of time, but not with everyone at the same time. But God is not like that. God is omnipresent. He can be simultaneously present in every situation, in everybody's heart, continuously. Life after life he follows us. This is his power. This is his Aishwarya. Just like there is a Spatikamani, there is this Neelamani, and then there is also this Raktamani, Ruby. You see, when the sun shines, the Spatikmani gives lot of effulgence. And accordingly, the Raktamani and the Neelamani will give some light. They'll reflect and they'll become uh, little shining objects to their capacity. So the fault is not, the limitation is not in the sun. The limitation is in the object. So similarly, the Lord, the Paramatma, is not less powerful or more powerful. He is always powerful in his capacity. But he exhibits his power differently based on the capacity of the different living entities. He exhibits his power differently based on the capacity of the living entities. Consciousness. Right? So this is how the Lord exhibits. So we should understand it very clearly. The Paramatma is not different. And such a yogi, he sees this same Paramatma which is in his heart and in the, everybody's heart, the same Paramatma, that yogi has equal vision. That is why Panditaha Samadarshinaha, right? We have discussed this earlier also. A Pandita is one, a real Pandita is one who sees the Lord, the same Lord in everybody, equally. So that is a Pandita. So this is the meaning of this particular sloka. That the Sarva Bhutastam, that means he is present in everybody, the Lord. And then Sarva Chatmani. Sarva Bhuta Chatmani means that he is the master and we are depending on him. We are dependent on the Lord. That we should understand. So this is what Krishna has explained. So let's understand the next verse. So Hinamata Ji, you can unmute yourself and let's chant the next verse. So this verse is verse number 30. <coughs> Yomam Paschati Sarvatra. Yomam Paschati Sarvatra. Sarvam Chamai Paschati. Sarvam Chamai Paschati. Tasyahamna Pranashyami. Tasyahamna Pranashyami. Sachamena Pranashyati. Sachamena Pranashyati. Once again, Yomam Paschati Sarvatra. Yom Yomam Paschati Sarvatra. Sarvam Jamai Paschati. Tasya Hamna Pranashyami. Tasya Hamna Pranashyami. Sachamena 
we see everything in its own identity we see a tree as a tree we see a car as a car we see a man as a man a woman as a woman we see our vision is fully differentiated we see things differently it appears to be different for us but the lord the yogi is such that he sees these material differences but at the same time he is seeing the lord everywhere and because he does so what is the lord promising now the lord is saying that whatever yogakshema this yogi whatever he desires it will be fulfilled because he is having that brahmasparsha when he is in that state of brahmasparsha when he is constantly in contact with the supreme lord the lord is ready to offer everything to him now and not just offer and fulfill his desires he is ready to give him protection also just see any danger a yogi has to face or he is about to face the lord will take care that's why the yogi is even more now a kind of careless person in the sense he is really not bothered about himself because he is so dependent on the lord that he knows that the lord will take care of him he will not eat he will simply loiter in the jungles in the forest where the wild animals are there now the lord's duty is to protect him from all the wild animals the lord should ensure that the food you know is somehow uh, given to him it happens many times this uh, raghunath das goswami one of our the six goswamis he was so renowned and he was so renowned at radha kund he was doing meditation he was doing his nama japa and every day when he used to do this nama japa and his sadhana in the radha kund there tiger used to come wild animals used to come very difficult and this wild animals and all used to come very close by but radha rani used to be personally present she used to offer him some milk and because of radha rani sometimes he used to get Uh, rid of all those wild animals also you see he was personally been protected by radha rani sanatan goswami gets to know about this and then he is called uh, raghunath das goswami you are taking service from radha rani by being like this you should have kutir separate kutir a bhajan kutir make a bhajan kutir for yourself so raghunath das goswami's bhajan kutir is at radha kund chamkund even now you should go it is there he had to be made special because he was radha rani was personally protecting him So this is the case. The yogi is now personally protected and taken care of. Just see, just like a small child, a baby is taken care by the parents, the mother especially. 
Now the Lord will take care of the yogi. Although he himself is very careless about himself. So this Lord becomes visible to this yogi everywhere. The Lord broadcasts himself everywhere. Just like now imagine a PM Modi himself. If he can broadcast himself through different mediums. All across constantly you take out this news or that news or social media. Everywhere okay PM Modi is there. PM Modi is there. PM Modi is there. If a Modi uh, prime minister of a country can be present him everywhere. He can make his presence felt everywhere through so many different mediums. Can the Lord, who is the Prime Minister of the whole universe, not make his presence felt everywhere for this yogi? He can make. A yogi can see all these things. Because yogi has the technology to see the Supreme Lord everywhere. So this is Paschan Napi Everywhere he sees the Lord. When he sees a nice big ocean, and the waves are coming, he sees that yes, this big ocean which is endless is actually coming from the Lord. The Lord is unlimited, so as this ocean is unlimited. When he sees the peacock, he sees that oh, these beautiful colors in the peacock feathers are not automatic. There is a designer behind who has beautifully designed and put these wonderful colors in the peacock feathers. There is a designer, the Lord has made these. When somebody blows the conch, he knows that this Shankanada is producing, is produced because of the Lord. Otherwise, what is the Shanka? It is simply some dead shell. Right? But it is producing sound. How is it producing sound? Yes, because the Lord is ready to make it sound like that. You see? When the clouds are raining, the yogi sees, yes, because the Lord is present, he is moving the clouds here and there. And he is making them rain. He sees the hand of the Lord behind it. So everything that is happening in the world is actually moving because of the presence of the Lord. The seasons are changing, the sun is rising, the sun is setting, the moon is rising and setting. It's all because the Lord's presence. Without the Lord, nothing can move. And the yogi is seeing moment after moment across around himself that this environment, this prakriti is actually moving under the direction of the Lord. This is how he sees everything. And because he is seeing everything in this way, the Lord is saying that this person will never lose me in his lifetime and I will ensure that he will not forget me. We will forget Krishna. Right? We sometimes forget Krishna. Most of the time we forget Krishna. But a yogi, if he forgets, Krishna ensures that he will give remembrance. Oh, yogi, you are forgetting me, I will give you remembrance. It becomes Krishna's duty. He doesn't have to struggle now. That's why I'm telling you, happiness will run behind him because Krishna himself is behind the yogi now. So even if the yogi forgets, Krishna will remind him. That is the mercy of the Lord. This is mercy actually. Nothing other than the mercy of the Lord. That's why devotees are very very dear to yoga, this uh, Lord. It's very very... It's any time... You see, when we do dhyana on the Lord, the protection will come. This meditation is not so ordinary thing. It's very powerful. You see this turtle. I think I had explained this before also. The turtles, they eat all the garbage here and there in the water and they sustain themselves. But when the turtle, it lays its eggs, 
and the, the small babies are born, they come out of the eggs, they have a small mouth and actually the turtle cannot feed and you know take care of the babies. But how does the turtle take care of the babies then? This mother turtle actually, she goes into the water and as she's in the water, the turtle, the mother turtle is thinking, she's meditating on the babies. Just by meditating of the babies who are on those shore, the beach, the babies are receiving the protection and nutrition that all tushti, pushti, whatever is required for the babies is got just by mother's meditation. If a living entity like the turtle can do this, now imagine if you are doing dhyana on the Supreme Lord, your tushti and pushti, all nutrition will be taken care of. This is the promise. This is how the turtles take care of the babies. This is how they are, they are born and this is how they are being taken care of. So that is why we need to actually meditate on the Lord because the Lord will protect us and He will supply all the nutrition. If a turtle can do this, why not the Lord? Who is the creator of everything. Right? Isn't it? So, anytime when we actually forget Krishna, that is the problem. That's why when we uh, give uh, uh, prasadam uh, packets to people, on the prasadam packets, we have this small saying, always remember Krishna, do not forget Krishna. Always remember Krishna, do not forget Krishna. That is what we have on the prasadam packets when we take the khaja prasadam to give to people that is how we should always remember at any time when we are remembering krishna we will be successful when we forget krishna that is the cause of our unsuccessful our failure if you carefully analyze especially in your spiritual life if you have encountered any failures it is because you had forgotten krishna when you forget Krishna, that is when we experience failure. And the best example is in Mahabharata himself. You see, in the Mahabharata, Yudhishthira, he had gained a lot of success. Why? Because of Krishna. Krishna told that, yes, your father is suffering in the hell. You have to perform Rajasuya Yajna. So, Yudhishthira said and agreed, I will perform Rajasuya Yajna so that my father Pandu will get liberated from the hell. And how do you perform Rajasuya Yajna? You have to first kill Jarasandha and for that again Krishna helped. Krishna only helped to defeat Jarasandha. So with the help of Jarasandha, Yudhishthira became a king, an emperor of the whole world. Such a powerful king. But then, when the same Yudhishthira and all the Pandavas were exiled and they were in the forest and then Lord Krishna goes to meet them in the forest. The moment he sees these Pandavas, the Lord, he has tears in his eyes. The Lord is having tears in his eyes seeing the condition of the Pandavas. Lord is very, very compassionate. Why is he having tears? Because his devotees are suffering. And then Lord Krishna is telling uh, Yudhishthira, 
if only i was present there at that time at that moment this wouldn't have happened yudhishthira if i was personally there this wouldn't have happened yudhishthira this is what krishna is saying to yudhishthira what does this mean to us please understand was krishna not present everywhere at that moment he is the supreme lord he was knowing what is happening in that asat sabha when draupadi was disrobed and all these people were gambling he was not present lord was personally present but although lord was personally present yudhishthira did not remember krishna he remembered krishna he wanted krishna when rajasuya yagna was there he remembered krishna when jarasandha had to be killed he remembered krishna for so many other things but when this gambling match had to happen yudhishthira forgot krishna and that is why he became unsuccessful he experienced this failure a great failure a emperor of the world but now exiled walking loitering in the forest but at the same time because draupadi remember krishna she was protected isn't it in the same asat sabha if she was protected isn't it so this is what we should know in our life also when we forget krishna we will experience failure true success is remembering krishna if you want to be successful in life please remember krishna that is why hi to always remember krishna do not forget krishna and krishna is saying man mana bhava mat bhakto madhya ji maam namaskar always keep remembering me that is the true success we should understand this fact so please if you are looking for real success in life then you should never never give chance for forgetfulness of krishna always remember krishna that is the real success otherwise we will put our head down like yudhishthira we will put our head down like yudhishthira this should not happen so our real success is when we actually remember krishna all the time and every time otherwise experience failure so the choice is yours so don't lose this great opportunity just chant the holy names and you can remember krishna all the time right so this is what a yogi is seeing a yogi is constantly seeing and in the purport prabhupada is also giving an example from the brahma samhita i think that preman janak churita bhakti vilochanena santas sadhaivaritayeshu vilokayanti यम श्याम सुंदरम चिंत गुणस्वरूपम गोविंदमादिपुरुषम तम हम भजामि प्रेमांजन चुरित भक्ति विलोचनेन इफ यू अप्लाई द ऑइंटमेंट ऑफ प्रेमा द काजल यू नो वी अप्लाई द काजल टू अवर आईज इफ यू अप्लाई दैट प्रेमांजना वी आर अप्लाइंग सम अदर अंजना यू हैव टू अप्लाई प्रेमांजना व्हेन यू अप्लाई दैट भक्ति पूर्व प्रेमांजना टू योर आईज दैट इज व्हेन यू कैन सी द लॉर्ड that is what the santa santa sadaivaridheshu the santa sadaivaridheshu vilokayanti so they are constantly seeing the lord in their heart because they have applied the ointment of love if when we apply that ointment of love you will similarly see krishna everywhere every moment now what is the ultimate uh, reasoning behind this we are not able to see krishna all the time every time in every situation the only reason is we have not developed that love for krishna the reason why we are not seeing krishna everywhere is because we do not have love because any time when you love someone 
then what happens? Anything, anywhere you are going, you always remember that person. Because you are in love, you always remember that beloved. But we are not in love with Krishna, that's why we are not seen. So yogi is not like that. Yogi is in love with Krishna. And because he is in love with Krishna, he sees the Lord everywhere. That's the only difference between a yogi and ourselves. So why not we become yogi now? It's a chance for us to become a yogi. Right? So let's become yogi, not become rogi or bhogi. Okay? So, very nice Krishna is explaining here all these things. And let's cover one more verse today. That is verse number 31. So, Kuma Kumar, you can once again uh, unmute yourself and let's chant this 31st shloka. So, this is another very, very uh, interesting shloka Krishna is saying there. Sarva Bhutastitam Yoma. Bhajati Katvamastitaha. Sarvatha Vartamanopi. Sarvatha Vartamanopi. Sayogi Mai Vartate. Let's do this once again. Sarva Bhutastitam Yoma. Sarva Bhutastitam Yoma. Bhajate Katvamastitaha. Bhajate Katvamastitaha. Sarvatha Vartamanopi. Sarvatha Vartamanopi. Sayogi Mai Vartate. Sayogi Mai Vartate. Wonderful. Please read the translation by yourself. Such a yogi who engages in the worship, worshipful services of the Supersoul, knowing that I and the Supersoul are one, remains always in me and all circumstances. Wonderful. Very nice. Thank you. So what's happening here? Such a yogi who engages in worship, worshipful service of the Supersoul, knowing that I and the super soul are one, remain always in me in all circumstances. So, Krishna is saying here that there is no difference between the Paramatma and myself. So many times people think that, oh, this Krishna is uh, some ordinary person like us. So here it is very clearly said that Krishna and the Paramatma is non-different. The source of the Paramatma is only Krishna. There is no difference. So Krishna is Bhagwan Swayam. It is very clearly stated and Krishna is making it very clear to all of us that there is no difference between Paramatma and Krishna himself. In fact, in the 11th chapter, he will explain this. In the, when he is going to uh, show his universal form, the Virat Swarupa, the Virat Rupa, he is going to explain this in detail. But now let us understand from the yogi point of view. So, such a yogi, he is always engaged in worshipful service to the Lord. This is very special thing. This is what we should understand. And what is happening is, such a person, because he is always engaged in the service of the Lord, he is doing having that Brahmasparsha. He is constantly having the Brahmasparsha because it is beyond the material 
happiness. He is having experiencing the spiritual happiness. Although such a person sometimes may experience failure. Sometimes he may forget Krishna or even sometimes if he uh, loses his consciousness or uh, to some degree he may not be in line with Krishna. Still Krishna will take care of him. That is very very special. And remains always in me. See what's happening. Krishna is saying such a yogi. Although if there are some deviations here and there. Krishna will take care of it. The best example is Bhishma. Now Bhishma when he was. Before the battlefield of Kurukshetra took place. He was asked. By many media people during that time. Of course in that time the media was a little different. But he was also being questioned. That. Which party are you going to fight? Kauravas or the Pandavas? He said, I am going to fight Kauravas on the side of Kauravas. That was very clear to him. And then the people were also asking him, who do you think will win? And he always said, Jayastu Panduputsana. He is fighting on the side of the Kauravas. But before the war, he was very, very clear that the Pandavas are going to be victorious. Why? Because he knows that Krishna is on the side of the Pandavas. So that was very clear to him. Now this Bhishma, not an ordinary person. His education itself is 525 years. Can you imagine? Bhishma studied the Vedas and all the Astra Shastra knowledge, the military science and everything all put together. His education comprised of 525 years. So when Bhishma is walking, it's not that one or two people are walking, the universities are walking with him. Wherever he goes, universities are following because he has so much of knowledge. Across the globe, if anybody wants any consultation regarding the military science or dharma, they used to come to Bhishma for consultation. That was Bhishma's power. And at the age of 700 years plus, when he was so old, he was still on the battlefield Fighting Kurukshetra, fighting with so many people. Such a powerful personality. You can imagine. He was like a lion. He was like a lion on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. And at that stage, you can imagine, he is fighting on the side of Kauravas. But, fighting against Krishna? How is this possible? He is actually one of the Mahatmas. And he is fighting against Krishna? Isn't it very contradictory? Bhishma fighting on the side of Kauravas and against Krishna. What kind of a devotee is he? So apparently it may look like he is deviating or is not following Dharma because he is not on the side of Krishna. But internally he is always a yogi. He is always remembering Krishna. Although he is fighting against the Pandavas, he is always saying Jaisthu Panduputranam, Jaisthu Panduputranam. Anytime during the battlefield, anytime anyone went to him and asked him who is going to win, he always said Jaisthu Panduputranam. When Yudhishthir went to him before the battlefield began, before the battle began, he always said Yudhishthira Jaisthu, you always, you become victorious. You see? He was always wanting, wanted the Pandavas to win because Dharma is on their side. And that is why when this Bhishma was lying on the bed of arrows, 
although yudhishthira was little confused about certain dharmic dharmic principles and he went and approached krishna krishna being the supreme lord who instructed arjuna could have also instructed yudhishthira but lord said no 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 i will take you to bhishma you ask all your questions to bhishma because bhishma is a true yogi he may have fought against me but i know heart to heart is constantly remembering me and is now on this bed of arrows eagerly wanting to have my darshan he is wanting to have my darshan he wants to see me so i will fulfill his desire and you come and let's have uh, this meeting with bhishma yudhishthira is taken to bhishma and bhishma is instructing yudhishthira about dharmic principles and there see the glory of bhishma when he is dying he is on the bed of arrows when he closes his eyes he closes his eyes seeing the supreme lord krishna in front of him what is the perfection now there can there be any more perfection for death than the death of bhishma so bhishma is actually showing us the art of dying art of living even an ant knows a small ant is aware of how to lead a life but art of dying only can be known from such great personalities like bhishma so we should learn this art of dying from bhishma so such a yogi bhishma was that is why he is a mahatma so such a great personality such a wonderful personality we should learn all these things from these wonderful people so such a yogi is never never lost he is always in krishna even if here and there they deviate a little bit krishna will take care krishna will ensure that such a yogi will never get deviated krishna will pull back these devotees he is very very compassionate right so let's see now we have some questions if you have any questions you can feel free to ask your questions you can type your questions hina mata ji is asking here prabhu ji you mentioned the example of maharaj bharat though a yogi he was attached to the deer and had to be reborn as a deer jada bharat correct what was the correct way he should have handled the deer okay wonderful very nice so mata ji is asking here that he was such a great yogi and in spite of that he got attached to this deer so what was the right thing for him to do he could have i understand that was a critical point when the it was delivered the corn was delivered at the on the river and he took care of it and he brought it to the shore initially when it required some help he could have helped it he could have helped the small deer but when it grew up when it could take care of itself going around grazing itself and all those things it was fine but what happened in the process now he thought that this deer is now dependent on me i have to take care of it without me this deer cannot sustain so this consciousness is dangerous so many times we think that some things will not be taken care in my absence it means what i am a ishwaraha ishwara bhava is there that oh without me this will not exist that means you are so powerful you are thinking that something cannot exist without you it means somewhere you are forgetting krishna that means you are denying that 
the lord cannot take care of it so this attitude should go we should never think that this any living entity the life is given by the lord the sustenance also will be taken care by the lord we can play a little role okay for some time being we have to maintain it for some time that is as a matter of service and duty we can take care of it he could have done that but when it grew up he started thinking it will be only dependent on me now without me to not exist that's a false thing false notion that we should not think we should always know that lord who is taking care of me will also take care of this dear many times so many great empires have come and gone great powerful kings have come and gone at those times they were thinking that oh without me what will happen to this kingdom but everything went on as usual we are also thinking right now what will happen to my family when i go don't worry everything will go on as usual smoothly it will go on everybody everything will be taken care of this is the nature of the world when we are there we are thinking nothing will exist without me our employee in the company who is working day and night on a certain project he thinks that oh i am the manager without me this project will not go on nothing like that if something happens he meets with an accident or something still the project will go on somebody will come and replace or something will happen and people in the team will work hard they will still ensure that the work is done it's only in our mind so that is the right way that krishna will take care of it as a matter of duty i will help it for time being and i will leave it on its own that is what bharat maharaj could have done but see he got attached just because one evening this deer did not return back to his uh, kutir he got so disturbed he thought that oh some tiger must have attacked or something he started searching the deer in the night in the evening and in the pitch dark he could not see that he was actually uh, crossing some uh, steep uh, mountain and he fell down the steep mountain and he was dying at the point of death he saw this deer next to him and what happened while dying he saw this deer and he died <laughs> and he became a deer in the next day here bhishma while dying he saw krishna he went to the supreme abode here jada bharat bharat maharaj he saw the deer while dying and he became the deer in the next life so very very careful we have to be so don't get attached we you do your duty as much as possible but we should not get attached that's the right way of doing our service duty without attachment okay yes let's see if there are any more questions yes you were right actually it is called the brave uh, the uh, blind people they actually go through this braille and that's how they understand the words and alphabets and everything that's how they read right so that is parsha okay so any more questions anything let me see oh for a change uh, we have somebody okay looks like today there was some issue with the stream yard but that's okay you could somehow at least join on youtube that's fine no problem looks like there is some problem today maybe my network issue and the stream yard but still fine so yes so any questions anything we have uh, sadha khatwate she is my sister from pune for a change she has joined today she has been attending lot of bhagavad gita sessions uh, uh but today she has joined my session for a change maybe but i am happy that she could join yes 
all right so thank you so much for joining today and uh, i also want to tell you that um, next week again i'll be traveling and i will have a session from somewhere else and uh, you can keep reading bhagavad gita and just this week uh, just yesterday day before yesterday uh, kaushik sent me some very beautiful songs uh, he sent me uh, songs which he sang i'll share that in the group today and you can all try to learn the simple songs in fact i started learning them because they are so simple to learn and just like jai radha madhava so simple song you can learn and sing everywhere and anywhere you can also learn these songs and practice them i will share that in the group today so that will be really good okay so so that's it for today then so all of you please uh, take care and uh, we'll see you again next uh, sunday meanwhile keep reading bhagavad gita be in touch and all of you become a yogi okay and always see krishna everywhere remember krishna always and do not forget krishna take care hare krishna